0: People of Note on Fine Music Radio is proudly brought to you each week at this time by Peter Turin Productions. This is Fine Music Radio and Rodney Trudgen greeting you and welcoming you to this week's edition of People of Note. And we're going to be talking about ballet dance today because my guest is Robin Taylor who was born in Durban, where she received dance training with Iris Manning and also achieved advanced dance levels in classical ballet, the Royal Academy of Dance, modern tap Spanish and Greek dance. She spent 15 years raising funds and creating awareness for various South African dance organizations. And in 2009, Robin was one of three founding trustees of the South African National Dance Trust. And was appointed project director and fundraiser. And in fact she was recognized by the Classic Field magazine as one of the people making a difference in the arts in South Africa. And it's a great pleasure to welcome Robin because Robin is now the executive manager of Cape Town City Ballet. How's that for an introduction, Robin? Welcome.
1: Goodness me, I was introduced with things that I'd forgotten about long ago, <laughs> so thank you.
0: <laughs> well, we both come from Durban. I see you were born in Durban. So there you are, we've got Durban roots, both of us. Indeed, indeed. But how long have you been in Cape Town as a matter of interest?
1: Well, in fact, I left Durban when I was in my 20s, when I got married, and I left for Johannesburg. Lived in Johannesburg for 10 years and moved to Cape Town in 1997. So let's calculate that. It's quite a long That's time. It's a long time, <laughs> yes.
0: So I think we can safely call you a Cape Tonian now.
1: Cape Tonian by heart, but family's still in Durban, so I return to KZN
0: quite often. Oh, good. And have all these moves you went to, like, for example, to go to Johannesburg, has dance always been part of your life?
1: The Johannesburg part, not funny enough. That's probably because it was when I had both my children. And I was actually into the world of the fashion business then, which has also been another arm or hat that I've worn in my life.
0: But you were also a model, weren't you?
1: So that was kind of one of the deciding factors in my life, because I danced up, up until I was about 19 years old.
0: And Having started very young?
1: Having started when I was three. Oh, my God. Baby goodness. elephant, apparently, <laughs> and I was, yes, but loved it, loved every moment, but... Um, By default, I got into the fashion business and actually studied um, fashion design and coordination and was with SA Clothing in Durban, which was one of the big clothing concerns back in the day. And yes, I I did do quite a bit of modeling. It was, you know, the done thing back in those Mm -hmm, days. (laughs) Of course, of
0: course. For the company you worked for, modeling for the clothes that the company made.
1: Not. Particularly, no, I did quite a few German catalogues and all the Edgar's brochures and, you know, that sort of... My
0: goodness. Yeah, it was fun. And then how did you get back to dancing?
1: So, in fact, when I came to Cape Town and both my children were learning dance, we would go to the Baxter Dance Festival to watch... Um, and I had, by the way, instructed aerobics all the years. So that's kind of an extension of your dance. You long to move, so you, you go into the another form of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had kept myself movement-orientated, but when I went to watch these dance productions at the Baxter, one particular performance we went to, I was completely overwhelmed by a dance group that I saw, who I didn't know who they were, but it was this wonderful young township group doing a tap number. And after that performance, I just thought, I've got to know where these children come from and who they are. And by default, I found out that they were from Dance for All. And I had just happened to start going back to adult ballet classes at UCT. And who was teaching us but Philip Boyd. Oh, yes. So that's we a had name. a conversation. Yes. And I said I'd seen these children and I was unaware that he was the head of Dance for All. And that just led to one thing to another. And of course, I then got to understand the situation that funding was always of grave concern with these organizations. And And I was- still is. It's a constant struggle, Rodney. It is, you know, that's the nature, unfortunately, of a lot of the arts. However, on further conversations, I said, look, I think there's something I might be able to do from my fashion business perspective to create more awareness and to raise funds. He said, well, please go ahead. And I gathered a group of really like-minded, wonderful women together. And we put on an event, the first one we did at the Vineyard Hotel. We had a morning of fashion. So we sold this beautiful breakfast event with fashion. But the highlight was that we had this group of Dance for All dancers that came and performed at the event. And it was a rip-roaring success. (laughs) We had a wonderful fundraising morning. And Mm -hmm. there... In begins the story that I started fundraising for for dance, through Dance for All. And it just steamrolled from there.
0: My goodness, Robin. and
1: this is where I find myself today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I mentioned that you've recently been appointed executive manager of Cape Town City Ballet, and I know Cape Town City Ballet's had sort of. Comings and goings of directors. So, you come in at a good time because also next year is the company's ninetieth anniversary. You tell me.
1: Indeed, I feel so privileged, Rodney. Um, you know, timing is is of quite the essence right now, and. Going into the 90th year, it does happen to be one of the oldest ballet companies in the world. I in, think the world in the really. world, I think there are about seven of us who are, o- who are at 90 and over. So it, it really is quite a historical feat for us and one that we are going to celebrate beautifully in 2024. So that I find myself being involved at this time is, is a true blessing for want of a better
0: word. Mm-hmm. And also it will be stimulating for the ballet lovers in the city and the dancers and choreographers that you work with and what an exciting thing to join to drive that through next year Robin.
1: It really is. Um, as you say you know there's going to be so much that's, so much more that's involved next year with all of the celebratory aspects but also because of the new direction that we are putting Cape Town City Ballet into for the future Um, so that it really can operate in a similar way, albeit in a much smaller way, to international ballet companies worldwide. But certainly the audiences of Cape Town, the ballet lovers of Cape Town, in fact the whole dance sector of the Western Cape are going to be able to participate and enjoy some wonderful activities, events, memories and, and future opportunities.
0: Well, I'm going to cross-question you a bit about that, and I hope you're allowed to tell me some things. But first of all, your first piece of music is, unsurprisingly, a ballet piece, that famous uh, adagio of Spartacus in Phrygia from the ballet Spartacus by Khachaturian. And you've chosen that, presumably, because it's something very special. It, it
1: holds a very special place in my heart. So as you previously mentioned, in 2009, I was one of the founding trustees of the South African National Dance Trust, And why we formed SANT was because Veronica Paper had approached myself and Mike Bezazza to stage a grand-scale production of her ballet of Spartacus, which, as an independent ballet, wouldn't have stood alone. And we had to find a purpose or reason bigger than just a production for which to to raise funds and then to put this ballet on. It took us six years to get to stage. Uh It was a massive project, and... It was a magical project and so this Spartacus music and specifically the Adagio holds a very special place in my heart.
0: Well, that's that beautiful part of that beautiful adagio from the ballet Spartacus by Cachaturia. And the first choice of my guest, Robin Taylor, who has recently been appointed executive manager of Cape Town City Ballet. So we're talking about ballet and dance in this program. And if you hear what they call extraneous noises, it's because a show of the sound of music has just come out. And everyone looks as though they on top form and really having enjoyed it. Anyway, um, Robin, just before the uh, piece of music, you suggested that you wanted to take Cape Town Ballet into a new direction. Are you prepared to tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yes, so I can kind of give you the the structural concept of this because ballet companies around the world now are kind of headed up by a three-pronged management system where you have your artistic director, you have your executive manager, and you have your financial manager. And all three have to work in tandem. It's not a one-pronged effect. So um, it does require a different approach to the company and how it's run, but it's proving to be very successful overseas because you've got specialists in each area dealing with their specific area in the best possible way. Mm
0: -hmm. Which I would have thought makes sense one Absolutely. would think it's yes. taken a while for the arts to catch on. <laughs> oh, right, okay.
1: <laughs> but yes, so we are heading up that um, for the new year. We have got our finance manager in place, who we've recently appointed, wonderful chartered accountant, Chris. We've got myself as the executive manager. This time of celebration for dance, and especially for Cape Town City Ballet, has required us to search far and wide for an artistic direction. That hasn't been seen yet in South Africa to take us to the new level. And it's a very specific requirement for a ballet company. We put out a call internationally for this position. We received over 50 applicants, which is quite remarkable Mm, for a little company at the bottom of Africa. Absolutely, And remarkable people from all over the world submitted. You know, it was very interesting. However, a selection panel was put together and we whittled it down to four candidates that we would interview. And the interviews were quite extensive and it was a quite a process we went through however we ended up with the person that we were all the majority overwhelming majority were in favor of and who is familiar to this country but in fact has had years of international experience and i'm very happy to announce that mr david nixon formerly the artistic director of northern ballet will be artistic producer of Cape Town City Ballet from January 2024.
0: Into your 90th year, starting with an artistic manager that um, you know and everyone likes. So that's a good sort of feel for the company, isn't it? Indeed, and I must add, he's an OBE and CBE. Oh, well, we'll have to interview him.
1: Indeed. People of note. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely.
0: But that is very exciting for for you. Um, How big is Cape Town City Ballet at the moment? When I say that, I mean how many dancers do you have? Approximately, you might not know the figure offhand.
1: I don't know the figure offhand because it has been, it, it has moved like a wave for the last few months, coming and goings and ad hocs and short contracts and things. But we'll be around about 35 dancers strong. And that would include um, an eight-part apprenticeship program.
0: Ah, okay. Yes. So that's uh, an integral part of Cape Town City Ballet, the apprenticeship program.
1: Indeed. Indeed it is. And from next year, we are actually implementing a much more formal apprenticeship program, which will run for two years. We have got some absolutely wonderful young talent that we've sourced from throughout South Africa. And I think watch the space.
0: Okay. You're going (laughs) to do lots of watching the space, Robin. Yes. But um, the people that you have there at the moment who are established dancers now, but also are you getting people coming in? I know you've just said you've got a new project starting next year, but are young people interested in ballet?
1: Very much so.
0: Very much so. You know,
1: Rodney, the dance uh, sector of South Africa, if not the Western Cape, is huge if you see the thousands of ballet teachers who are out there and how many children are learning dance. it's Right throughout the country. Right throughout the country. And it's growing. Mm-hmm. It really is a growing um, art form. And I hope we can reach a lot more people in the years to come because I think this is a major part of our aim and intention is this audience development and being able to understand, as you so correctly put it just now, understand the ballet mm-hmm. so that when you go, you can appreciate it And enjoy it.
0: Yes, I'm going to ask a little bit more about your plans for next year. But first of all, we go to Chicago, now the musical Chicago for your second choice. Nowadays, or all that jazz. Why? I mean, Chicago is such a wonderful musical.
1: So, Rodney, my understanding of the musical Chicago, it's probably one of the most subtle and intelligent musicals, musical theatre, that there is, it's a phenomenal production. But more than that, I have it very close to my heart because my youngest daughter is a musical theatre performer, professionally, oh. and she was on the world tour of Chicago. And so seeing her on stage in this magnificent musical was something that a mother can dream of, and it it really holds a special place for me. So Chicago is at the top.
2: Ladies and gentlemen Miss Roxy Hart says goodnight
3: It's good isn't it grand isn't it great isn't it swell isn't it
0: Chicago, that piece nowadays. And another choice of my guest on this week's edition of People of Note, Robin Taylor, who has recently been appointed to the, I would have thought, desirable post, Robin, of executive manager of Cape Town City Ballet. Um, we were talking about the 90th year and your new artistic manager. Are you able to give anything away for next year or is it all, you know, embargoed? <laughs>
1: <laughs> there are a few little Golden nuggets that we will hold. Right. However, I would like to reserve stating what the seasons are until the artistic director is in place. Right. Um, and let him release it formally. However, we do have a wonderful three week season here at the Opera House in May. Watch this space again <laughs> because it <laughs> is something quite magical that Cape Town haven't ever seen. And with it, we will be hopefully we're in conversation and be with the Cape Town Philharmonic Orchestra mm. and Cape Town Opera.
0: I see, mm. the plot thickens. Plot thickens. <laughs> so
1: that's going to be something unique and special. Mm-hmm. And then we're back in the Opera House in August for a double bill, part of which is a well-renowned choreographer, Kenneth Tindall, who has done a work previously on Cape Town City Ballet. And he's doing a new, brand new work. And there will be another... Work with that, which we're not revealing at this stage. (laughs) And with the August season, we are also doing our 90th Grand Gala, which will be the real celebration night of celebrating the 90th year and all that ballet and dance has to offer. In the world, in fact, it'll be a window
0: on the world. Wow, it does sound exciting. So, as you say, watch the space, and make sure. Well, we we'll always give publicity to the ballet, which we do anyway. Thank you. Rodney. And um, as I said, I want to inter- interview your new artistic manager. Yes. But. Um, With things like the orchestra, you do have a good relationship with the Cape Town Philharmonic, don't you? Oh, very much. They they play at a number of your performances, but of course it costs money.
1: Yes, look, the orchestra are superb, and if we could have them for every single production, it would be first class. However, ballet has restricted budgets, and Mm -hmm. we have to be mindful of that, but we certainly will use them wherever we can, in whatever means we can. Um, But this is a first, I think, we're going to do with the opera
0: Yes, that's intrigued me and slightly irritating that you're not going <laughs> to tell me. <laughs> It'll be worth the wait. <laughs> okay, very well, very well. Um, with your, When were you appointed, by the way?
1: I was asked to come in in September 2023. Okay. I was approached. So you've so.
0: been there a couple of months yes, now. Yes, yes. And how does it feel? Are you excited? And also you've had this Christmas ballet running, haven't you?
1: Correct. So we've got a Christmas carol on at the moment at Artscape, Mm -hmm. which whenever you get a production on, of course there's another whole mountain of activity that you've got to attend to. So coming into a position and having to feel where one's at and setting things in place was one thing, but now having... The production on top of it—it's quite a lot.
0: (laughs) I'm sure it is. And um, I was going to ask you: Do you? I've noticed Cape Town City Ballet often gets in international artists to come in at certain star for certain performances as a star import. Are you going to continue to do that in your 90th year?
1: So it's always wonderful to be able to include um, principal guest artists from the top companies in the world. You know, it does add a boost to the company, to the production itself. Mm. So we certainly will be um, inviting principal and soloist guests to the company. However, it will not be to kind of overwhelm the company. It will be as guest artists Mm. per se.
0: A sort of... I wanted to say flash in the pan, but it's more than that, isn't it? It's what the the public, and am I right in saying that the public supports you here? You've got a good ballet audience in Cape Town.
1: Oh, yes. I mean, the ballet s- s- um, sector of Cape Town is really an encouraging one, and it's grown fantastically over the past 10 or 15 years. Hmm. So we're going to hopefully grow it even further. Um, But no, they really are very supportive.
0: And do you do outreach programs? For example, I know the Opera and Cape Town Symphony Orchestra, Philharmonic, uh, do outreach programs. Does ballet do that as well?
1: So many years ago, Cape Town City Ballet had a brilliant outreach program under Keith McIntosh. And unfortunately, that hasn't been in place for the past few years. But that is one of the major areas we are reinvesting in and Mm reworking next year. So we look forward to that. However, we do still keep close contact with a lot of the outreach schools and try and incorporate them with our expert teachers we bring in from overseas so that there is a link between us all. But we haven't got our own arm. Well, there hasn't been one, but that will be implemented from the year. Because it
0: does work, doesn't it? I mean, according to the orchestra and the opera, it really does work. Absolutely. And gets people to come along to see the ballet.
1: Well, also, you develop. You might never have
0: been before.
1: Quite. And you're developing the new audiences, yes. but you're also developing remarkable talent from the ground up. Mm. Um, but as I say, fortunately, we have relationships with the like of Zama, who are producing beautiful young dancers and the likes. Um, and for now, that has, has helped. But we certainly need to do more of that. And it will be in our plan for the future.
0: And the very young people, what uh, the very young people who want to start. Ballet. They've decided they've seen the ballet and they want to start. You said you started at three. So do you encourage people to start very young and go to the various schools?
1: You know, it's the most wonderful effect that ballet can have on a child, girl or boy. And in fact, we're seeing a lot of little boys starting ballet now, which is really encouraging, just mm. as an activity. Because A, it gets the coordination going, the senses. There's a discipline to it. Even if you're little, you've got to listen to the teacher and skip in the right way, or not.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I
2: Um, can imagine. But it
1: certainly is a really good um, form of disciplining one's individual self with musical accompaniment and with friends. You're not alone in it. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Um, So we highly recommend that most children learn some sort of dance. And then those who are interested and capable will take it further
0: and it also makes you very very fit doesn't it i mean i'm i'm keep getting told that ballet dancers are extremely fit and that the really good male ballet dancers are as fit as rugby players if not more fit
1: well it's an interesting little exercise to do and in (laughs) fact one we'll probably try and do next year is to bring the rugby players into the ballet studio with the ballet men and to get them to do what the ballet men do, and they fall apart. Really? Well, well yeah. it's a very different muscular I was going activity. to say it's very different. <laughs> um, yeah. Even lifting the girls over the head, mm-hmm. they think it's so. E- it's not easy. You know, there's so much coordination and balance that's required um, that it's a skill set on its own, Ronnie. But it's it's a highly technical skill set, and the fitness levels are extreme.
0: And also what strikes me when I do see ballet, and I did admit that I don't know much about ballet, you speak about lifting a, a girl above your head and the coordination, but it all has to look so effortless, doesn't it? You can't be seen to be struggling.
1: Well, that is where you see the true professionalism coming through is when something looks, oh, that's easy. Mm. We can do it. Yes, yes. Then you've seen a good dancer because generally you can see the struggle. It's not an easy, it's not natural. Mm -hmm. Um, So when you see it looking effortless, which is what ballet is supposed to be, that even while girls on their point shoes, it shouldn't look grueling or difficult or uncomfortable. And you know how difficult and awful it can be. <laughs>
0: not, I have no idea how you stand
1: on your toes you like that. You must have a look at the girl's feet. Oh, sh- <laughs> not a pretty sight.
0: Oh, shame, Robin. <laughs> Let's have another piece of music. And I see you've chosen Debussy, Claire de Lune. Now, of course, it's beautiful. Why your reason for choosing this?
1: Oh, it's just a typical pretty ballet piece of music. I think it comes with me from my childhood ballet days. There's a memory way back of doing something on the stage at the City Hall in Durban, which was very memorable. So, yeah, one of my soft spots, too.
0: That is a beautiful piano piece by Claude Debussy, Claire de Lune. And you remember it in a dancer's way, don't you, Robin, having danced to it? And just listening to it now makes me realize it sounds like the perfect piece to dance to beautiful piece of ballet music Robin Taylor is my guest on this week's edition of people of note and uh, she's the executive manager of Cape Town City Ballet one of the things by the way that's always intrigued I'm going to use the word intrigued because the uh, the word I want to use is irritated (laughs) so I refuse to use irritated is when great pieces of classical music are turned into ballet like when I heard, for example, they were doing Strauss's Four Last Songs as a ballet, I thought, no, that's a bridge too far. But it does work, doesn't it, if it's cleverly choreographed. Am I being You are spot fashioned? on,
1: Rodney. I, you know a lot more than you think you do about ballet. Oh. So you've got a fine eye or ear. So Four Last Songs is a remarkably done piece of work by certain choreographers And it works magnificently. In fact, I think Cape Town City Ballet had a a choreographer called Rudy Van Danzik, who came and did that in 2006 on Cape Town City Ballet, and it was absolutely magnificent. So, it depends on the choreography, Mm. whether it makes the music or breaks it.
0: Okay, now that that does make sense. And talking about choreography, Veronica Pepe is a legend, isn't she? She seems to have been around forever.
1: Well, she'll tell you she has been. <laughs> I'm going to. I'm going to share a little tidbit that she's not going to like. But Veronica Paper is turning eighty years old next year, no. and she is still working full time. This ballet of hers, she's here every single day until midnight. She doesn't.
0: You must admit, she does not look anything like eighty.
1: No, she doesn't. Not at all. Um, and she, her energy is remarkable, and her ability is still as sharp as ever.
0: And you said she's a great storyteller with her choreography. She
1: is indeed. Um, You know, she can really create something out of very little Mm. with the way she's able to dramatize it, not necessarily ballet it, but dramatize
0: it. Okay, that's interesting. Dramatize as opposed to ballet it. Mm-hmm. So we're lucky to have her down here. We really we? are. But it's a, it's a name known all around the country because I remember back in Durban and in Johannesburg hearing her name often. And that reminds me, there, there are two major ballet companies, aren't there? There's Cape Town City Ballet. And there's Johannesburg Ballet, Jo'burg Ballet. Jo'burg Ballet, yes. Those are the only two sort of professional companies in the country. Indeed.
1: Um, There used to be the NAPAC ballet company back in the day. But unfortunately, Durban lost their company and haven't ever resurrected anything. Mm -hmm. But Jo'burg Ballet have also recently undergone changes. And they have a new CEO in place. And so we're kind of on on fresh ground together, and we're actually working (laughs) really well together, which is so encouraging. We're sharing notes, and we're planning seasons, and keeping things really, you know, communicating between the companies. Would you share dancers? Indeed, we already have. In fact, they did a Don Q season straight after ours in Cape Town, and they were short of a few quarter ballet members and four of our Quarter ballet members went up and performed in that, and certainly next year, because the companies are relatively small, uh, mm-hmm. Rodney, for big works, you can't ever really do it with the numbers that we have. So, it just so happens that we have seen that our seasons are dispersed next year, that we are able to assist one another. So, we look forward to that. Mm,
0: that's great, mm. and um, and you know what I've been meaning to ask you, Robin, all the way through. It's a little bit about the background. You said it's ninety years old, which is amazing, and. I mean, the names I think of are people like Dulcie Howes, Philip Spira, uh, Spira, and David Poole. And further back than that?
1: Well, in fact, it was Dulcie Howes who started Cape Town City Ballet as we know it now. It wasn't called that then. I think it was. Oh dear, my mind goes a little bit here. But Dulcie started what is now Cape Town City Ballet. So she was the originator of it. Mm -hmm. Um, Thank heavens for her. And thank heavens for the way she did establish it because she had great integrity, which was what enabled it to grow and develop and which David Poole then took into his hands and was a magician with. And I think the company were at its height under his direction. And then, as Veronica always tells me, that he nurtured her incredibly and she would not have achieved what she was able to without David's... Pushing and and enabling her to do everything she did at the time. And he was quite rough with her and used to tell her that that's absolute rubbish. Go back and start again. (laughs) So she had a hard schooling. Yes. Um, And then, of course, they had magnificent dances. You know, Phyllis being what she was, internationally renowned. Uh, It really was a great. But Cape Town
0: has had some really. Edward Krehlen, for example. Indeed. Um, You need to mention another few. Well, Keith McIntosh. Keith McIntosh. You know,
1: all all of those that we're going to be bringing into the 90th year, hopefully, Mm -hmm. and looking forward to will hopefully grace our stage, even if they just walk across it.
2: But we're <laughs> going
1: to try and gather as many of them from the past. And I think it'll be surprising to see how many wonderful dances Cape Town City bad ha- had under its um,
0: umbrella. Let's have another piece of music. We've got George Gershwin here from An American in Paris. It's wonderful.
1: I'm letting a little secret out. That's all <laughs> I'm saying. Let's leave it at that.
0: I see Dot,
2: dot, dot. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's music by George Gershwin from an American in Paris and another choice of my guest Robin Taylor we've been talking ballet and the other thing I wanted to talk to you about Robin before I let you go is the South African National Dance Trust uh, SANT which was formed and then you did Spartacus as you said took six years but it was a great success for you wasn't it and now what what have you been doing since or what's coming or what So,
1: I'm very happy to share that in fact Sant is celebrating its 15th anniversary in 2024. So we've really come along fantastically well. We've managed to have an effect on the dance sector of South Africa, which is what our role is, Rodney. We're not a company. We're in a supportive organization to the professional companies of South Africa.
0: Nationwide.
1: Nationwide. We represented all across the land. And we've offered many opportunities to choreographers, to dancers. We've provided platforms. We've done educational training programs professionally um, with experts in their fields. Even during covid because we realized that there was such a dire situation happening in the art sector, we ran a two-month online business course with a specialist for people in the arts. And it was so remarkably attended, it was so successful, just engaging with artists and showing them how to run themselves as businesses. Um, So things like that. And we've brought in experts like there's a lady by the name of Kerry Nichols, who's now the associate director of San Francisco Ballet. And she came and ran choreographic workshops in Cape Town. Once again, just instilling this inspiring knowledge that we Mm. don't seem to get at the foot of Africa often. So we offer what we have assessed the environment needs rather than just a random project. So I'm happy to say in 2024, SANT will be staging a grand gala at Artscape, which is a collaborative opportunity for all the dance companies of South Africa that will be participating and all the South African choreographers. So look out for The Magic of Dance.
0: And that's in August the same as the gala? No, that's in April. Oh, April. That's coming up quite quite soon, yes. My goodness, there's a lot to look out for next year. (laughs) busy time (laughs) it is a busy time um and here just locally with our i've lost my mind again
1: oh dear it's the salad (laughs) you know
0: it's the hunger
1: this is it
0: And also, apart from the South African National Dance Trust, the other exciting thing dance-wise, ballet-wise, is once a year we see an international ballet competition here, don't we, with uh, dancers and judges from all over the world.
1: It's been an amazing um, project that's been run here for the last few years. I mean, I think it's 10 or 12 years that it's been done, and it really has opened up a different perspective to especially the youngsters as to the levels Of professionalism and training that they need to become a professional dancer. It certainly has elevated the standards we've got in our schools and in our companies and I think the teachers it also has inspired them to see all these international students of exceptional standards coming onto our stage here. So all in all I think we've got a vibrant and active dance sector in Cape Town.
0: Absolutely I'm quite astonished actually because um, just talking to you makes you realize that dance, ballet specifically, is on a bit of a role here in Cape Town.
1: It's alive and well. It's <laughs> alive <been laughs> well and well, living in Cape
0: Town. So, um, Robin, thanks for coming in. It's been great to talk to you, and it's such a positive vibe that you give off about all this. And I also know that I saw somewhere Cape Town Ballet is pretty lucky because you also have a very solid business background, don't you? I do. For, for the sort of work that you have to do, apart from the love of dance and all that. And so thank you. Thank you, and best of luck, and we'll be in touch next year. Thank you. On your 90th, well... The belly company is 90th. <laughs> I hope not my 90th. <laughs> not by any means. Robin Taylor, thank you very much. Thank you, Rodney. People of Note on Fine Music Radio was proudly brought to you by Peter Turin Productions.
1: The world's favorite musical is at Artscape this festive season. Don't miss The Sound of Music on stage at the Artscape Opera House for a whole new generation from 14 December until 14 January. Featuring My Favorite Things, Climb Every Mountain, Do Re Mi, 16 Going On 17, and many more. Perfect entertainment for the whole family. Directed by Stephen Stead. Brought to you by Peter Turin with Cape Town Opera. Book now at web tickets. <laughs>